0: Well, at, at least we're not in a drought. G S Plumbing Talk Line is one eight hundred nine zero five zero nine eight nine. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is seven one three zero. No, excuse me, seven one three zero seven. Yeah, there it is. I've only done that like a million six times, and I am streaming live on and okay going to have to take notes on this one. Streaming live on the WORD Facebook page, the WORD Twitter page or X page and the WORD Rumble page. If that's your cup of tea. Well, I'm afraid now that I've reached my line of demarcation. They're out there trying to uh, they're, they're trying to take everything from everybody. If it means that it has to run off of fossil fuel or something. So gas stoves, gone. Dishwashers, they're over. Eating meat, get over that. Sporting events, who needs them? Breathing, that's that's a vice. Well, now, if you go to the Washington Post, which... uh, You know, if I had like a bird or something, I would be on the bottom of my birdcage. They've decided to say the indoor houseplants come with a cost to the planet. (laughs) Which means my bonsai are now on the chopping block, although they're not indoor houseplants. I have a bunch of them outside right now soaking up the rain, all of the junipers and everything. But I have a few that are, they, they don't like the cooler weather. And according to the article's author, and I'm being kind, calling him that, greening indoor spaces can also come at an environmental cost. The trucks that transport plants spew carbon emissions, plastic parts, and synthetic fertilizers are made from petroleum. And the harvesting of soil components like peat can tear tear up slow-forming habitats. Well, we could say that just about anything, couldn't we? Couldn't we say that about the paper that was delivered to the Washington Post for it to be, uh, for it to be published in the first place? That rag. Couldn't we see say that? <laughs> I mean, the electricity to power the the servers that deliver the Washington Post and or Amazon, which is you know basically the same thing, and, and Whole Foods for that matter, that that also takes uh, fossil fuel. So everything we buy and consume in the modern age is transported via truck, train, and or cargo ship. Sometimes all three. And most of the technological devices that we buy these days are transported across the entire world. Whether it's coming from Asia or uh, the Uni- you know, to the United States or anywhere else. And the same is true with the vast majority of food and trinkets and creature comforts that we use on a daily basis. And getting out there and saying... You know, and, and listen, I'm just paying attention to what's available today. I went looking on the B&H photo website where they have all the tech stuff. And I went to Sweetwater, where's, where's all the, that's where you find all the audio stuff. I went looking and we haven't got the transporter beams to where we can buy them yet. So guess what? The old way of transpor- transporting things still holds sway today. And getting out there and saying, well, this is a problem is absurd. If we were to implement the planet saving strategy to avoid the purchase of anything that has to be shipped the worldwide economy would grind to a halt life would be miserable and human well human flourishing would be sort of done And instead of purchasing a plant from a greenhouse or a nursery which by the way you know those guys are in business this is how they derive their living Let's just put those guys out of business and look for local plant swaps or garden clubs in your area, which are often organized online or in social media sites. Other gardeners are often happy to give you cuttings of their own plants, which you can propagate and grow into plants of your own. Well, that may well be true. I've tried growing a bonsai tree from a cutting, and I successfully did it, except the, the voyage from the, bonsai tree to, from the cutting to bonsai tree is something that takes years. Right? So, it is growing. It looks fine. I gave it away as a gift, and uh, you know, I kept the original because it's a legitimate tree. Because I like bonsai. I like trees. I I like the whole thing. And you know, trees are good. Plants are good. They take out the CO2. This is the stupidity of this, though. While they're out there saying, well, we have to do away with fossil fuel. Uh, hey. 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 Uh, question that phone that you're typing this in on at that fevered pace there that's going to go away if we do away with fossil fuel you get that right we don't have anything set right now to replace that and why did we advance to this level if we're going to devolve And what if you live in an urban area where there's not a bunch of gardeners out there saying, oh, come one, come all, I've got cuttings, no waiting. And also, don't put them in cheap black plastic pots that quickly fall apart. Uh, I've got bonsai pots, for example, that are terracotta that were made in Japan or somewhere else. And sometimes the pot costs me more than the tree. And so what I do is I get them in what is called a training pot, which is a uh, plastic pot. And uh, they get reused left, right, and center. I mean, I've got a few out there that are probably 20 years old, the plastic pots. And then when they finally get to a size to where they're legitimate bonsai trees and I can put them in something where I want want them to look nice, then I put them in the terracotta or something else that costs me hundreds of dollars to get in the first place. But for people living paycheck to paycheck, mandating where you put your azaleas or whatever you know whatever you want to have in your house, whether it's plastic or something terracotta from Asia, uh, I think that's pretty much up to you, and it has nothing to do with the government. And then there's the use of synthetic fertilizers and peat, um, and the p- peat moss, you know, I, I guess. Compost piles are bad too, huh? Would they be bad? So, um and that's the other thing on oh, the text line, this is correct. None of this stuff has ever actually been tied to a change in the temperature of any degree at all. They're just making a presumption and presenting it to you like it's a fact. Petroleum based fertilizers work better because they have the three essential nutrients, nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. And that sort of, you know, that, that sort of goes along with trying to grow something. So Climate change is just fear-mongering. This is, this, is, this is COVID, except with climate. It's COVID change. And it's bad, you know, nothing but bad idea. Terrible solutions to a non-existent problem. Their war on houseplants is ridiculous. If they come at me and try to confiscate my bonsai, well, I just want to know which federal agency is coming. So I can set my mind to what's coming up. <laughs> so uh you know instead of going after these uh, simple desires that a lot of people have I, I think maybe we should uh just shut up and let things occur maybe could we do that could we maybe do that I don't know just a thought I had coming after my coming after my house plans mm. All right when we get back uh you're going to since this is 2A Tuesday you're going to hear an interview I did and pre-recorded with uh, alan gottlieb the executive vice president of second amendment foundation they had a very good year they've been fighting for your rights he's going to tell you in his own words this is news talk 98.9 word all right well we were going to listen to alan but now we're gonna to go to the phones real quick let's go to joe in hendersonville yes sir
1: hey how's it going
0: I, you, you know you know what day it is joe you know what day it is so oh, that's I know, how I, I always always enjoy that one so what can i do for you today
1: well i, I found uh something there so i don't get killed for bringing it home but uh, <laughs> uh beretta 51 which one is that uh come out in the late 40s and 50s
0: is it the that's one what? that's the precursor to the uh
1: 92. 92,
0: yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And uh, it's single stack, 9 millimeter, and this one was built for an Egyptian contract the
0: military. Oh, yeah, doesn't surprise me. Beretta's been around a bit. They've been around a bit. A lot of people use
1: them. And I was thinking about what you're saying, because I'm a plant person like you are. You yeah. like bonsai and I've got my nice olive tree and things of that nature. Right. Some of these people that even come up with this crazy stuff, how come they're not like, they need to be like... uh Private piled like in full metal jacket on the bed.
0: (laughs) Well, okay. So here's the thing. The biggest issue is that they have the media. And when they have the media, the media makes out like uh, this is just the way it is. This is normal. This is the way things are supposed to be. And then you've got a lot of people that fully believe the media. And I mean, these are people that will get out there and they'll agree with you on everything, but then there'll be one point, like I know somebody who absolutely believes, because they saw it on TV, that Trump Incited an insurrection. They saw it on TV, so they believe it, right? And I tried to explain to them, "This is somebody that should listen to me." You would think, or I would hope they would, but they don't. Right. So they they fully believe it. So when the, when you got the media behind you, they're not going there's not going to be too many private pile moments for them because, well, at least from the from from our perspective, right? Because me and you look at it, we're like that's the craziest nonsense I've ever heard in my yeah, life. Yeah, it's the
1: craziest bunch of crock that I've ever seen or heard. Yeah, but
0: it, it's very. But I mean, that's the media. I mean,
1: did they not understand it? Have they ever thought that maybe the the plants themselves being carried to a store or what have you actually is canceling out the carbon that the truck's given off?
0: They, in Scotland, they took down 15 million trees to put up a solar farm.
1: Yeah, that that was, I heard that. That
0: was just disgusting. And, I mean, there's been certain think tanks that have gotten out there, and they have said that if we were to plant a billion trees, which sounds like a lot of trees, but if they took down 15 million in Scotland, I'm sure there's still trees there. Right. Uh, a billion trees would handle all of this. And, I mean, we probably have enough trees now as it is if we would stop bulldozing them to make solar farms.
1: For sure. Or the, the wind farms, too.
0: Yeah. Well, that's a whole other, you know, both of those things that they, they are augmentations to help out with a, uh, you know, with with electricity to save on the electric bill. They're they're like electric can openers, you know. Yes. Yeah, you can open a can. Primary. You can open a can to w- without having to have an electric can opener. But it's nice to have the electric can opener, so you can put solar panels on your roof. Very good for you know helping with your power bill and everything. But it's not going to be until they figure out how to catch all the solar power and then store all the solar power, which uh, they haven't even worked on that. They're not working on that at all. They're not working on that at all. So I mean, yeah, it's 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 one of those things, it's like fetch in that movie Mean Girls that they're trying to make happen, make it a new term. It's just not gonna happen. Hmm. So, it's not maybe, happening.
1: maybe one day some folks will wake up and see what's going on.
0: I think a lot of them are more. now they already are in, in Europe. They are already are in Europe. And the only one that is still sorta of resisting is Germany. But I mean, uh and, and they won't go the one place they could go, where they could get clean, renewable energy that doesn't give off any emissions at all. and That's nuclear.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, this is this, they they pursue this the same way they did COVID because with COVID they didn't want to do they didn't want to stop the lockdown, they didn't want to stop the masking, they didn't want to stop the social distancing until nobody died at all for any reason. Until we re- eradicate death. We're going to be masked, and we're going to be taking COVID vaccines, and we're going to be shut down. That—that that was know, basically. If they could
1: the, find the cure for natural causes, that yeah. would cut down a lot on death.
0: It, it sure sure would. It sure would. <laughs> it's These people that are just dying—that are the problem. But anyway, anyway. Well, let me know how that P fifty one works. That's—I uh, am not one of those guys that likes to go after older guns because I, I tend to take the ones I run, and I sort of run them hard. So uh, right. I'd like to hear how well that one works out mechanically
1: awesome i'll let you know
0: yes sir thank you for the call we'll get to alan in just a minute let's let's go back to it let's go to another green boondoggle the electric bus now the electric bus is an attempt to take mass transit and make it electric and of course that has turned out to be a total waste of money um First of all, you're taking a bus, you're taking a vehicle and putting a lot of people on it. The bus itself weighs a lot because it has a battery, right? Just like these semi-trucks are going to be. The enormous weight of the batteries in these buses cracked the frames and getting parts from the factory was impossible. And uh, and to make up for their failures, they were far more expensive than reliable diesel buses. So Proterra, which was the biggest purveyor of them, they went bankrupt in August of 2023, President Biden gave Proterra ten million dollars and lauded them as the future. When you start making a thousand buses a year, you're going to need more room for customers, which makes as much sense as anything else Biden says now, because he is the mummified meat puppet, Uh, and they are incapable of learning from any mistakes. They don't think they make any mistakes. The Biden administration, and we get this: the Biden administration is dispersing nearly another billion dollars in federal grants for school districts nationwide to decarbonize their bus bus fleets, despite recent inspector general findings casting doubt on the program. That is the biggest bunch of stupidity I've ever seen. When you got somebody, go out there and uh, go out there and uh, let me know how this is going to work, and tell me how what the feasibility of this is. What it's not feasible, couldn't possibly work. Let's pay for it anyway. It isn't like we, it's our money. Vice President Scamon Harris said in a statement, it also strengthens our economy by investing in American manufacturing and America's workforce. Just like Solyndra. And the grants unveiled Monday. We get this from them. We'll help selected applicants purchase more than 2,700 electric or low-emission school buses in 280 school districts serving more than 7 million students across 37 states. What happens when they can't deliver the kids to the school? What happens when it gets cold? These things are going to, uh, you know, these things are going to... (laughs) They're going to strand a bunch of kids on a good, you know. Because when is the what is the optimum temperature for these things to operate? And how often does it actually happen that way? And how many students can they carry with that big, heavy battery? Oh, the government, the government, they're so efficient in the government, especially the mummified meat puppet administration. So yeah, that's another boondoggle, another boondoggle. So, uh, I, 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 when I saw that, I just found that quite amusing that, uh, Proterra, which that was supposed to be the saving grace. See, they also want want to electrify the military. They want to electrify planes. That's never going to happen. I've already decided I'm done flying already, and they still are using fossil fuel. So you can imagine what I would think about getting an electric plane. An electric plane. Think about an electric M1 tank. I mean, how big would the battery for that sucker be with the current technology in place? It would be completely untenable. Coming up next, investigative reporter Lee Williams from the Second Amendment Foundation. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. GS Plumbing Talk Line is... 1-800-905-0989. Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. Streaming live on the WORD Facebook page, Twitter page, and or, or Twitter X page, whatever you call it today. And on the WORD Rumble page, which I didn't even know they had prior to this one, but now I do. Joining me now. From somewhere deep off of the Panhandle, somewhere I guess from from the Second Amendment Foundation, is investigative reporter Lee Williams. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing okay. I've been doing a lot of reading lately. Are uh, Are you paying attention to the NRA right now?
2: I am. I am. I just yeah. I mean, how how do you not pay yeah. attention to that?
0: Um. I kind of think that the next time we look at them and they're operating under their own power, they're not going to look like they do today. You know,
2: I I don't know if I can agree. Um, The judge has pointed out to Letitia James, the AG, the evil woman behind all of this, that the members are the victims, that she cannot dissolve the NRA. Right. You know, she has to be careful of what she does. And uh, I think that's good. I think what we may see, if we're lucky, at the end of the day, will be a leader, better managed organization. I mean, there's no way. uh, People don't understand NRA. uh, You know, uh, we need a strong NRA. Look at all they do, all they still do, despite, you know, the the issues that they have with their executive vice president. I mean, all all I got to say is, you know, Eddie Eagle. That's it. Look at, look at the millions of children who have been taught gun safety by this one program.
0: Well, I, I guess what I was referring to is the fact that I think that we're not going to, the, the, the guy that uh, LaPierre picked to be his hand-picked successor, I don't think he's going to be left in place, and I think they're going to reimagine the board of directors since there's 76 of them, and apparently they had no sway on the day-to-day.
2: Yeah, the, I, I know several board members, current and, and past, and the, uh, 76 is an ungovernable amount of board members. So what they do is they break into cliques, they break into committees, you have you know, you have your long-range shooting guys, you have your tactical guys, you have your collector guys. They all kind of matriculate. And, and you know the, the, the problem with the board is that you're not running, if you run for the board, you're not running geographically. You have right. to be able to reach out and get at least 100,000 members to vote for you. So a lot of them vote for, you know, people that are of the same interest. Like I know there's a few of the guys that do the long range stuff and, uh, you know, they're kept on the board by the long range shooters. It is a weird system, man.
0: Well, it's a it's a popularity contest, isn't it? I mean, it is. It, it, is. it goes out on the and I'm not a I'm not a current member of the NRA. I'm only at, with the Second Amendment Foundation. Uh, I have been a member in the past, and I have never been a voting member. So I I don't even know how that goes. Don't even know how that works. Should, but I don't.
2: It is going to be interesting. Uh, I was just reading Business Insider. They have a good piece on it. You know, I think a lot of it changed since uh, uh, Josh Powell. uh, (laughs) LaPierre's LaPierre's former chief of staff has flipped, and he's going to testify – uh, on behalf of the state, uh, it's you know it's it's
0: when, Orwellian.
2: Uh, it's Orwellian.
0: When, when Tim might, Knight and think. Sean Maloney and all of that that little tranche of board uh, board members when they resigned from the board, it was over. Josh Powell. Yeah, and and I mean Josh Powell. Uh, I wasn't talking to you then. I was talking to Mark. But the, around about the time Josh Powell had come on board he went to the USCCA and basically stole their template for doing business then they came back there and one of the uh, one of the board members Sean Maloney owned Second Call Defense and he had discussed with them them buying it if they wanted that for their carry guard thing and uh, they just took away his underwriter and with the underwriter came all the members cuz they were the ones getting paid for the members of Second Call Defense and then USCCA and Second Call Defense both got uninvited to the NRA meetup that year. <laughs>
2: I know there's a there's a lot of politics involved in, with everything NRA, and I'm not a member, so I'm not the best one to comment on it. Uh, I used to be a member, and right now, obviously, I work for the Second Amendment Foundation. Uh, I will just say again, we need a strong, healthy NRA because there is so much work that they do behind the scenes that people don't see. Yeah, um, it, it, it would amaze you. If you, if you could see it, um, definitely, uh, definitely need a strong NRA. would
0: well, it be nice, I, I, although I, I'm Second Amendment Foundation certainly stepped up during this yeah, diminished we have, time.
2: We have. I mean, last time I checked, there were uh, damn near 60 national lawsuits filed by the Second Amendment Foundation all around the country in defense of the Second Amendment rights, most notably SB2 in, in uh, California. I mean that crazy law that says uh, if you have – if you're able to afford a uh, concealed carry permit in California, you can't carry it in parks, playgrounds, zoos, museums, bars, places of worship. Basically, you can carry it inside your home. I know uh, SAF fought that after a judge – I mean a a judge put a stay on it. California appealed to 9th to the – motions panel of the ninth second amendment foundation appealed to the merits panel of the ninth and right now the stay of the stay of the stay has been stayed so it is not law in california i mean the, the muscles in my neck are tired it's like watching a tennis match you know the ball going back and forth yeah that's the kind of stuff that we do that's the kind of stuff that's needed because uh it you know that this is a post Bruin law that governor newsom signed in september that said okay so you have a right to carry your gun According to Bruin, but you can't carry it anywhere here in California, and they they rattled off twenty six categories of places where you can't carry it. Basically, you can carry it in your home. They said so. We that's what we do. We fight stuff like that that has a massive impact, and uh, it's not cheap. Not cheap. No, it is. That.
0: No, it is not. They 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 do get a lot of bang for the buck. Although, let me ask you this, because you 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 uh, you dive deep into this stuff. The primary thing that I've seen the NRA do is lobby, although they do have the, uh, you know, with the ILA. Mm-hmm. And um, and yet, still, the assault on the Second Amendment goes on, despite the NRA trying to get and grade various uh, legislators out there. Um, is it worth that much effort to go out after these uh, these know-nothing politicians who just stick their face. You know, they're only as good as their staff, and their staff doesn't pay that much attention to 2A items.
2: It is incredibly worthwhile, and I'll say this. I'm on the board of Florida Carry. We, we were fighting for years for some type of constitutional carry here in the Sunshine State, in the Gunshine State. We didn't get it until NRA... Replaced their state lobbyist and got serious about it and pushed it. We would not have constitutional carry in Florida were it not for the NRA. Uh, and it's just a simple fact. I'm not an NRA apologist. I'm not even a member. But uh, realistically, we wouldn't have it here in Florida without NRA's involvement and their lobbying skills and, and their clout. So I'm, you know, people say, well, they, did, they haven't been active for a while. Well, we got constitutional care here thanks to them. And I'm pretty damn happy about not having to bend a knee and beg permission from the government to sell me back my Second Amendment rights through the form of a permit or a license.
0: Right. Yeah, okay. That is fair enough. Uh, before I run out of time, let me tell everybody how they can find you. Uh, Lee writes for a variety of outlets. The first, everything starts at one called thegunrider.substack.com. He also does a collaboration with one of my guests later on in the in the show today Mark Walters called armedamericannews.com and he also is the sole lone investigative reporter for the Second Amendment Foundation saf.org the investigative reporter project so he's out there on a daily basis doing the critical thinking and bringing up the things that most people just they, they don't ever notice it so uh I appreciate it and thanks for thanks for joining me today
2: my pleasure take care bill
0: yes sir when we get back we'll talk about what are they waiting for with these terrorist attacks i've been expecting to see something but just a question that needs to be asked this is news talk 98.9 w o r d Somehow we managed to get through Christmas and New Year's Eve without any sort of terrorist attack in the United States. And my question is, what are they waiting for on this? Now, the FBI is admitting that they're watching at least 300 people on the terrorist watch list. Uh, My first question would be, well, if we know they're on the terrorist watch list and they're in the country, why are they allowed to be in the country? Why? Why would we? Why? Why would? Why would they be allowed to walk around in the country? Uh, and that's need to know. And of course, you don't need to know. Our security apparatus has admitted tens of thousands of military-aged males from countries they would like every American dead, and then they've crossed the border. And they, these are countries like Iran, Afghanistan, Syria. They've also grudgingly admitted it appears plenty of these military-aged males happen to be Chinese, and they just might be members of the Chinese military. And that's the ones where they they had a little chat with them before they gave them a free ride on a bus or a jet to their preferred destination. And then there's the loads of gotaways they've they've made you know they they, they know they're out there they've made documentaries about them being out there and still they get away. These are the ones they saw but they didn't chat with or give free rides. Uh, Mexican cartels have made arrangements with hostile states. They spirit unseen the foreign agents and the terrorists across the border. They smuggle the weapons and the documents and the equipment and the other terrorist essentials across the border equally, upset, you know, unseen. And they coordinate them in our cities and towns providing intelligence and vehicles and whatever else they need. So the terrorists get here and they don't have to go looking on the black market for a weapon. They can just get with their guy in the the Zetas or the Sinaloas. And the terrorists don't, uh, you know, and they also deliver automatic weapons, grenades, and more. This is sort of like the cartel slash terrorist UPS. So here we have right now in the interior of the United States a bunch of well-equipped terrorists armed with intelligence and gathering more. and They're present across the country. And they're probably in every state and they're planning and they're waiting. And how do we know this is true? Well, once again, back to the mummified meat puppet. He has admitted they're here and they might maybe sort of kind of be a terrorist national security problem. And then they tell us right after they say that, but the border secure, totally secure. So don't worry about national security. It's all under control, just like that Afghanistan withdrawal was a stunning success among the other residents' accomplishments. And this is the meat puppet that thinks that Donald Trump, normal Americans, and climate change are the greatest threats to the democracy, which is not even a real thing. Did you see where that uh, senator, what is her, Shaheen, whatever, she said, Benjamin Franklin said, a democracy if you can keep it. Yeah, sure thing. So they're covering their chairborne fourth fifth points of contact, and they're trying to figure out how to avoid blaming the coming attacks on our enemies, especially the Islamist enemies. And they're also trying to figure out how to blame Donald Trump, white supremacists, and racism. And it won't be another 9-11 spectacle. It's, it's possible, but not necessary. It'll be smaller attacks. It'll be smaller coordinated attacks that happen in multiple spots across whichever, wherever they're attacking. And they'll strike vulnerable targets simultaneously in multiple states or all states at the same time. And only one or two terrorists would be needed for each event. Theater in Minneapolis, a park in Chicago, a grocery store in Fargo, North Dakota, Times Square in New York City, Haywood Mall in Greenville, South Carolina. And the best targets, though, are the blue states that have defunded, demonized, depopulated, and demoralized their police force. The same where the politicians and the population most likely support the open border and the Islamic terrorists of October the 7th. Then you've got more sophisticated people like the Chinese guys and the troops they will engage in sabotage, take down electrical grids, poison water supplies, shut down the internet, the broadcast lines. Biological warfare might be a player, too. So the question is, what are they waiting for? Are they waiting to coordinate attacks here with the with attacks on our allies like Israel? Are they wanting to coordinate attacks here with attacks on Taiwan, South Korea, Eastern European nations? Or are they just waiting for the best moment to come? Whatever is going to happen, whatever's going to happen, it's going to happen, and they're not going to do a thing to they're not going to raise a finger to stop it because they don't know where they're at. There might be one agent in the FIB that's trying to get out there and figure out where all these guys are. But uh, his his resources are so diluted, there's just no way for it to work. He, he can't possibly track them all down. But rest assured, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to be something a la Mumbai. Or it might be something a la Nairobi. And either one is going to be a bloodbath. So, but... Like I said, the best target is going to be the blue, the blue hellscapes that uh, you know have really opened everything up. Although, don't, don't kid yourself, the resident, if he could do it, he would open up the entire United States and just make them one, one giant soft target for all of this. And he couldn't even tell you why he's doing it, besides the whole Cloward and Piven thing. Coming up next is going to be Mark Walters from Armed American Radio. Get his take on what happened with Wayne LaPierre. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.